Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Kristen Floyd and Phil Perkins, both of Area 502 MMA, of course, here in Louisville, Kentucky. I appreciate them joining me, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by two guests of Area 502 MMA. I have a returning guest, head coach, uh, jiu-jitsu, black belt, head instructor, Phil Perkins. Phil, how are you today? Oh, that's a, a proper uh, Brazilian, right? That's a oaths AF. That's a good way to be. I like it. And then we, we also have first time guest. Um, we have Kristen Floyd. Welcome onto the show, Kristen. It's it's been a long time coming. I was telling Phil before you got over here. There's always a list. I've interviewed so many people in this little world now that it turns into where at certain points I'm like, why haven't I had this guy on or something like that? And you were. Yeah. One on that list for me that I was thinking about. So thanks for coming on finally. Yeah, no. Thank you for having me. Certainly. Um, this your first time being on a podcast? Uh, I did one with Avery, but it was uh, not quite an MMA podcast. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Avery's fun. Yeah, no, it was still a good time. Avery's funny. Um, we had a little bit of an argument about a year ago. And then we didn't talk for a while. But this past week, we finally went out and played tennis. And we're fine now. Yeah. So uh, everybody can breathe a collective sigh of relief. Kelly and Avery are back on, back to being best buddies. Tennis was the, the neutralizer there. Oh yeah, yeah. Tennis. Nice, nice game of tennis. Avery, I remember fun. that. If we ever get into it, we're gonna go play some tennis. I don't think I've ever played tennis in my life. <laughs> it's fun. You know, most sports, if you actually like, take the time to, to play them. Like hockey'd be fun. I've never played hockey. What sports have you played, Christian? I played football growing up, played basketball, uh, North Bullet High School. Okay. What um, was your best sport? 
Football. Mm, no, probably track. Um, so I started out playing basketball. I sucked at basketball. Then I had a jump shot at all. Um, Never had a jump shot, but you liked basketball. Yeah. Um, and I would always just be outside in my, uh, like, I had a little goal at my house. I would just be shooting free throws, you know, practice my crossovers, whatever. Um, I had but you're hands. okay at basketball against an average person you're all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I could beat an average person, but I just don't have much of a jump shot. But I got good handles. I could pass pretty well. Play it's kind of like me. I grew up playing basketball. That was my favorite sport. In hindsight, I wished I would have, like, wrestled, obviously. Yeah, oh, same. But, um, yeah, so I started out playing basketball. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. I got cut from the basketball team my sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade year. Uh, freshman year, I tried out again. Whenever I got to North Bullet, made the team, didn't play much. Sophomore year, made the team, didn't play much. And then um, junior year, I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to go play football because I was a little bit more athletic rather than, you know, somebody that could hit jump shots or whatever. Um, didn't start or anything my junior year. Uh, senior year, I started football, was the team captain, played offense, defense, um, started powerlifting. And then my senior year, I also ran track. But I feel like that's what I was the best at was track and field. Um, football, I just didn't play long enough, really. Can I try to guess as to your positions? Yeah. Okay. I bet you won't get it right, though. Okay. Or you might get one right, but I don't think you get that one right. I'll say um, you were either a linebacker or a safety. I was a safety. And then on offense... I, I mean, was- I, that was kind of a pussy guess, because I <laughs> gave two. Okay, and then offense, you were a... Um, don't tell me. All right. Um, were you lighter than you are now? Not much. You were a tight end. I was a slot receiver. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not normal for somebody my size, but I'm pretty quick, so it helped a little. And what brought you into Area 502 MMA? How did that come about? Um, and what was your experience like starting out with that? Um, so, whenever I was in high school, I was in a youth group with um, a couple of my friends, and Nathan Pierce was actually the leader of the youth group. So, like a, a church youth group? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I saw he made a post recently rele- relevant to your winning. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of giving you props, and then so you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, so he was in the youth group. He'd always try to get me to wrestle and stuff in high school, and I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to wear the uh, the singlet or anything. And I was too focused on football and other shit and chasing girls, whatever. Um, but – after I graduated, I hit him back up because MMA sounded cool. I was like, damn, I want to I wanna fight. And you saw that he had been fighting for a while yeah. at that point. What yeah. year did you graduate high school? 2017. Okay. Yeah. Nathan had been fighting since mm. 2011 or 12 or something, something yeah, like probably that. Right yeah, yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, so I, after I graduated high school, I hit him up. I was like, hey, man, you know, come try this MMA shit, whatever. Came in, trained for – this is in like 20 – this is like 2018, 2019. Um, came in, trained for about two months. Uh, the whole time I was like, hey, man, Phil, I want to fight. Nate, I want to fight. You know, whatever. Trained for two months. And then uh, I had never sparred at this point either. So one day I came in for a sparring day. And um, this is whenever Alex Hacker was in his prom. And, like, there was a bunch of other uh, really good dudes I thought I was the shit because I'd been training for two months, you know. But, but you'd just been doing, like, wrestling and jujitsu type stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and, like, boxing classes. Okay, boxing classes, but yeah. you hadn't done, like, MMA sparring yet. Yeah, so I came in for an MMA sparring day one day, and, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in there and see these dudes up. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I appreciate I you anything. being honest. Yeah, I didn't know anything at all, dude. Uh, so, like, first or second round, I go with Alex Hacker, and 
Uh, like I said, this is whenever he was at like, you know, the top of his career, and um, he just, he the round started, beat me up on the feet, take me down, submit me, get back up, beat me up on the feet, punch me in the face, kick me, take me down, submit me. Probably got me like five times in a three minute round, and uh, you know that was hard on my ego. So I got pissed off, took my gloves off. I was like, Fuck this, you know, I went downstairs. It was like upstairs, downstairs. I went downstairs after that one, uh, took my gloves off. I was cussing, mad, and Nate comes down. And he's like, it's all right, man, it's all right. Whatever, it's like rubbing me on the back. He's like, just calm down. I'm like, man, screw this. So the next day, I What were you thinking at that point, though? Like, he just cheated or something? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking? I'm cur- I am curious, all jokes aside, seriously. What were you thinking? This is bullshit? What? Um, Not as good as I thought I was? Was it like yeah. a sober? Okay. Yeah, but well, that's it was good. like a, like... Damn, do I really want to do this shit? Like, okay, okay. Holy shit. Um, just really humbled the shit out of me. That's so, cool. Uh, That's yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. And then you came back, obviously. So, I mean. Yeah, so after uh, after that, like, the next the next week, I was like, all right, I'm not doing this MMA shit anymore. So, I came in, and at the time, we were on a contract. So, I came in, and I gave Phil all the money for the contract. And I was like, hey, man, here's this. Uh, if I end up wanting to come back, like, before this contract's up, I'll come back, but I don't know if I... So I'm, you were saying I'm going to honor the con- the year contract or whatever yeah, that I signed, yeah. but I don't think I'm coming back. Yeah, pretty That's much. Cool. At least an admirable way to... I guess you didn't want to fuck your credit up, too. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about credit at the time. You were like, I want to honor what I said I'd sign up for, but yeah. I think I'm done with this bullshit. Yeah, and he was cool about it, too. He was like, man, I'd love to take your money, but uh, you know, if you want to come back, you can. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, Do you so. remember this, Phil? Honestly, I don't. <laughs> You've had I'll many conversations like this. Yeah, I remember him leaving. I, I think I was actually in Vegas or in Brazil or somewhere, and then someone was like, yeah, Christian left. He got all – he got mad. He'd only been there a short time, but yeah. I remember thinking, like, this kid's got some potential. Hopefully he sticks around. And then, like, it didn't take two months. He was gone. Yeah. Yeah, but. So so after that, I uh, powerlifted for about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years. Um and then I got bored with that and hit Nate back up. And I was like, hey, I want to learn how to fight again. Had you power lifted prior to coming in the first time? Uh, yeah, but not outside of high school. Okay. So I power lifted in high school because it was like a requirement for you on the football Is there team. kind of a um, uh, reputation among the MMA world of people who are power lifters? Is like maybe that it doesn't normally translate over into MMA, Phil? I mean, I guess when you think of a normal power lifter, you think of the guy's so big you can't tie shoelaces. So in in those type of cases, but I mean, he was young, just still kind of obviously like in good shape. Yeah, I think he like stopped it. If you were to be humble and devote yourself to MMA, then I think it was kind of perfect timing. Like he just started to get kind of big and strong, and then stopped powerlifting and took off. So he still got the strength. But now he's working on his conditioning, and um, so I think it translated well. Luckily. How many people have you seen come in from the world of powerlifting and then turn into MMA fighters? A handful, a okay. handful. We got the gym in the back that's got a bunch of powerlifters. But there's probably, and I'm guessing, I don't know. Or, there's probably or, or not different a lot of people who come body. from the powerlifting over to MMA. Is there? There's, there's a, there's a few. Okay. I mean, not as many as you think, but there's a handful. Okay. You know, we got a couple of the young guys and a few of the older guys, but it's kind of it's a different world. I got a couple friends that I brought in through the. Through the years, also that used to powerlift or still powerlift, and yeah, there's a handful. Of and they'll guys. train some jujitsu or something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good. I mean, CrossFit or anything like that. If you're strong and explosive and shit, that's 
Not a bad thing. Yeah, we have a good group, the up-and-coming group of younger guys. They're really doing the right things outside of the class. Most of the time, the guys come to class and they do what they're supposed to do, and then you got to worry about what else they do. But these guys are always in the gym working out. They got fitness goals. They're online looking up the new stuff to do so much to where I got to tell them to stop because they're driving me crazy with all these new ideas of, holding their breath forever and sitting in cold water. And I, I always tell them, I think if Joe Rogan said to go eat dog shit and it'd make you faster, all these guys would be out there chasing their dog around trying to catch a turd because Joe Rogan said it would work. But, you know, but it's really good, honestly. A lot of the stuff they're they're figuring out young, way younger than I started to figure anything out. And uh, they're all, a bunch of them are going to be a handful. Okay. Um, hmm. So Christian, what's what's your current record? I'm four and one. Okay. Um, what is your ask the the difficult questions? But what's your weak point as a fighter? What do you need to improve on the most? Uh, I think that I'm I'm pretty balanced. Um, I do have holes in my game, just like everyone else. But um, maybe you just need put, to improve on everything. Maybe putting it all together. And that's what I've really been focusing on recently is uh, like not doing so much of not being so much of a Muay Thai fighter and not being so much of a like a wrestler, like just doing MMA. Mm. I'm an MMA fighter, not Interesting. a not a striker, not a grappler. I'm an MMA fighter. That's kind of what I've been trying to focus on. Is that is that a, a common issue? Is people get into the habit of attending like a uh, Aaron Allen kickboxing class and Aaron, Aaron Sheckles uh, boxing class, and then they're like, "Well, I do jujitsu too, so I should be able to fight MMA." And you're like, "Well." Yeah, you well, need to attend the MMA class to put it all together. Is that common? Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff you do in boxing that's not it's oh. made for boxing. It's not made for MMA, and same with Muay Thai, and you know, so MMA is its own sport. You got to put it all together. Um, so they they've definitely learned that. Um, we have strong boxing program, good kickboxing program, so it's easy to kind of fall towards one style. But their goal is not to be a boxer. Their goal is to be a MMA fighter. Yeah. Our boxers are dangerous. Yeah, and and they are. Everybody's dangerous. Just in their in their own art is where they're where they're the best. How old are you, Christian? Twenty three. Okay. Yeah. Been training for about two and a half years. Damn, it's not that long. Man, that that's crazy. It's only been that long. Yeah, it feels like way longer. <laughs> it does. He he's been teaching some classes for us up at uh the second location, Full Moon. Teaching some Southern no, Indiana. Yeah, no gi classes up okay, there. Okay, cool. Um, that's awesome. You enjoy that, Chris? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so that's been, it's been, I think, good for us and good experience for him. You know, I went up, the first beginner classes I helped out with was at a blue belt. So, you know. I remember you talking about that, maybe even in Southern Indiana. Yeah, well, at one point I taught up there. Yep. Um, maybe not, probably not the same location, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You started teaching at blue belt, your blue belt, yes, Christian. Sir. Yeah, so, you know, teaching some beginner classes, no-gi classes, kids' classes. And I think that really helps them refine their skills, you know. I mean, obviously, um, they're not in there teaching a class full of professional fighters, but these guys have so much good knowledge that they can pass on to the other people, especially the ones that are dedicated. These guys are in the gym six, seven days a week, every every week. What do you do for work, Christian? I'm an electrician. And uh, the IBW Local 369. Wow. Okay. Work full-time. Yeah, I'm a a fourth-year apprentice right now. Wow. That's a heck of a career path. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens whenever I turn out. 
I'm a, I, I want to do, I want to fight. Fight. Yeah. You're all in with the fighting thing. Yeah. What, what is a pro? What do you think your ideal weight class? 170. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> what was the last fight at? <laughs> 200. 200. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the holidays a little bit. We'll say that. Yeah. Po- opportunity popped up and he was training, just wasn't cutting weight. Sure. So yeah. 30 pounds isn't for your, What's the lowest you've weighed since you've been an adult? 185. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cut to that, Yeah, that was 30 pounds without yeah. a cut, though, at all. I yeah. mean, he didn't. You have never focused or, a, a or big a amount diet. trying to get down to 170. Yeah, no. Um, or actually, uh, whenever I fought in Florida, uh, for the weigh-ins, I think I weighed in at like 181. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I would, like the weight was just falling off. Like I could have cut five more pounds that make you nervous though like it's like oh this is easy as a coach you like that's uh, not a good thing ha- 185 fight and they're like 181 you, you're not as worried you're just asking them how they feel eh, especially not an amateur fight okay that was one of his first fights he was figuring figuring it out figuring out his body okay we were in florida too so you know it was the, the heat and it was way just come off in hindsight i was probably doing a little too much too um but yeah, I was I just got I was started cutting the weight and then was like, Oh, it's falling off, it's falling off. Let me just keep cutting, keep cutting. See how low uh low I can get. I don't know why, but that was my mindset. Hindsight is pretty stupid. No, it didn't seem to oh, I lost a fight. You yeah, I tell him get okay, get yeah. as low as you need, that's it. Don't no reason to cut now, any extra. One eighty six and a half. <laughs> I'm staying right there, sipping on water, doing whatever I can. How much do you think you weigh right now? Oh, probably about two ten right now. Okay. I remember one time I did an episode filled with you and Nathan Pierce, and I was like talking about weight, and I was like, I have a scale, and you guessed how much Nathan weighed. Do you remember that? Yeah. You got the scale yeah. out. Yeah. You were I, pretty close. You were I closer than he was. I probably would have guessed his right on just because it was 210 on the dot, and I figured he's about 210, 215, you know. So. I think it'd be funny to start saying, oh, you weigh that much? <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Let's have you strip down and see, you know. Yeah, I mean, I... Or <laughs> start measuring people's wingspan and shit. Do you have long arms? Uh, I mean, they're fairly long. I don't know what my reach is. Okay. But, uh... Does shit like that matter, Phil? I mean, it matters, yeah. But um, you're not, like, real aware of everybody's reach or anything no, like that? No, I don't, like, oh, we need to change everything because his reach is two inches longer or something. I mean, it definitely affects it and game plan around it, but... On that re- most recent Joe Rogan experience, uh, fight companion with, like, Eddie Bravo and... Um, Brennan Schaub and Callan, they were talking about not just uh, reach, but kick reach, too. Yeah, yeah, I heard you that. You hear that? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of interesting. We went, I went to Jackson Wink with Jordan and trained, and the short time we were there training with them and the way that they addressed range with striking and um, using their kicks at the range and getting the person to come in, it was that was really, it was pretty cool to learn some of that, bring some of that back here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, definitely, uh, uh, always evolving science. Yeah, MMA, right? Yeah, it's like still he relatively was saying, new. But they they don't do boxing. They do they f- MMA. You know, they strike for MMA. When I went there, it was really. I mean, it was like hammered down the fact that some of the things that we we kind of base our training on. You know, those guys are the top of the top there. So. Yeah, interesting, like guys like Khabib, for example, you know, coming up doing combat sambo. Seems like that's relatively pretty close to MMA, right? Yeah. So if you're training under those, you don't practice shooting your double the wrong way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ingrained in them to do it. So Always aware that you could get choked when, you know, when you could. 
Yeah, they're very smart, very, you know, not flashy, very smart, technical fighters. Who's your favorite MMA fighter of all time, Christian? GSP. GSP is your favorite. Yeah. That's how I try to, like, fight, like, also. That means just win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is cool. That's I'm not I, knocking that. I mean, yeah. that's the goal, right? It's like, so you want to wrestle fuck people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say it, go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. I'm not, uh, you know. He's the best at it, though. Yeah. I remember when GSP used to fight, I would watch and then hope I got to hear what Greg Jackson said in the corner. You know, now that I look back. Because of, stuff, from a coach's perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is before. I, I mean, I was just coaching a little bit even back then. So it's kind of now looking back in retro, you know, makes some things make a lot of sense the way I was thinking. Um, I think Mighty Mouse is the goat, though. Hmm. Yeah. He's going to fight in the United States, I think, soon. Yeah, for one. I forget when it is. Maybe Texas or yeah, I don't know. Is something. it a rematch with that dude? That yeah, the guy that beat him, he beat the, that guy. This is the rubber match. Yeah, yeah the best out of three. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so Demetrius Johnson's the goat. Yeah, uh, pound for pound, in my opinion. Just his technique, everything is perfect. Er, not perfect, but everything is just miles ahead of Everybody else in his weight class puts it together so smooth. Yeah, yeah. That uh, the suplex on bar that he that hit, was crazy. It's so clear that he'd probably been practicing that and just taking the guy and like throwing him and doing whatever the fuck he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Him. And the way he timed that knee, um, of his last fight, the dude that hit him, him. Yeah, yeah, he got him back perfectly with the knee, timed it, was stalking him as soon as he hit the cage. He threw the knee. It was nice. I liked it. There's levels to it for sure. Jeez. That's so true in combat sports. Seen um, Dotson in that uh, bare knuckle fight, man. He just looks on another level in that bare knuckle. He's so I didn't fast. See it. He covers yeah. so much ground. He's so fast, and I think he's thirty eight or something. That was a that was a good one to see. He's at uh, uh, in New Mexico, I think, is where he trains. I think, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He was trains out there at uh, Jackson Wink. That's a huge fight city for having nothing going on out there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty unique experience. Um, interesting. Um, so, so Christian, the goal is to continue. Yes. Uh, fighting. What What are your thoughts on your MMA all the way? Uh, for example, tomorrow, well, today's Thursday or today's Friday. Yeah. So tomorrow, Tommy Fury and Jake Paul are fighting. Do you have any thoughts on that type of a matchup? Uh, Zero. Zero. You don't give a <laughs> shit. As an MMA coach, that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Doesn't yeah, impact even it. as a boxing coach, I personally don't give a shit. I mean, but they are getting paid. Yeah, they're getting paid great. I ain't hating on their their game. I mean, I kind of respect them for so that being part. Smart. The, the business side of it, you respect. Yeah, but yeah. Not real intrigued with the matchup. Not not personally. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of like the whole Jake Paul shit, but I do like what he's doing with it. Uh, after his last fight with Anderson, I think they had a deal. Uh, I forgot what it was if Anderson won, but if Jake Paul won, they were going to do something uh, to where they bring fighters insurance or or something fighters after fight. union or something. Yeah, something something like that. Whatever happened with that? I uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was that to the UFC? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, positive. I just remember him saying something about it. He was like, "We're going to bring uh, insurance to fighters, so we don't have to pay for health care whenever they get injured after a fight." Yada yada yada. It's funny because you can talk to people who are real good boxers, world champions for years. Like I interviewed Steve Cunningham out of uh, Pennsylvania. He's the guy who knocked Tyson Fury down in like 2013 or something, his first fight in the United States. His biggest payday was not fighting Tyson Fury. He was fighting Frank Mir. 
yeah. in a boxing match. Unbelievable. He was a world champion cruiserweight. Yeah, that's why I'm not hating on him. Let him get paid, especially someone like Frank Mir. That dude's put in his time. Let yeah, it was his too. biggest payday, too. Let, yeah, it was both him. of their biggest paydays. Good for him. And it isn't even that big of a deal. Nobody really paid that much attention to it. That's what I mean. I mean, I wasn't in a line to watch it, but good for him. I'm, you know. So it, it is at least uh, interesting. Do you think that MMA is currently still on an up? A steady uptick as far as popularity in our country? Yes. 100%. I agree. Everywhere in the world. I mean, it's still just blowing up. Every, I, I mean, I don't know any of the schools that aren't thriving and growing. Um, That's a good point. I've heard that from multiple owners recently. Yeah. Uh, gym owners in Louisville, they're like, our numbers are up. Everybody's are. Yeah. But they don't, you know, it's good. It's good for everybody. Yeah, there's enough. There's enough people in the city for everybody to help everybody. You know, that's the great thing. Um, we're not that big of a city, but we only got a handful of quality places. I mean, there's enough to fill fill them all up. Uh, Christian, you competed at the Louisville Combat Academy. Uh, no gi. I think it's like thirty dollars yeah, for EBI some, Invitational. EBI rules. Invitational. Yep. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, it went good. I won my uh, weight class, and then I won the absolute division also. Okay. What'd you win with? Uh, sh- Submission only, right? Yeah, sub only. Um, only one of my matches went to overtime. Um, what type of submissions do you go for on those? Or did you get? Uh, I hit an arm bar. I had an arm and guillotine. Um, I, hit a, uh, I hit a twister, which was cool because I was like, I just landed in that position. And I was like, oh, there's a twister here. And I just Sometimes if someone's trying it. to escape, like when you have their back, they can kind of go in. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what happened. Okay, I yeah. had one hook. I've in. done the only reason I say that is I've done that quite a few times. I put myself into a fucking twister. I didn't even know what I was doing and they're like, You idiot yeah. and that's happened to me ten times. Yeah, and then I uh I won the straight I won the absolute with the straight arm lock from out. Okay. I was going for a Kamora and he straightened his arm out. But uh, uh uh interesting there was a quite a few people in the in the gym there. Right? Yeah, a lot of uh, local MMA fighters. That's cool. Like that. I think it's cool the more competition opportunities there is for everybody. Yeah, I'd they're, like more. They're going to have a tournament, an Ogi tournament at full moon. Um, Chuck and them are putting it on, so we're going to help support it. Chuck uh, who, I'm sorry? Chuck Dismain. He's the other owner of full moon. He's Chuck's owned full moon martial arts for almost 30 years, and then wow. I become partner last June or so. Um, we'd run our program up there on and off over the years and then just decided that he wanted to do something more permanent. So we partnered with him. Uh, we just moved to a new facility. It's old Planet Fitness building wow. over there on Lewis and Clark Parkway. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. We've been wait- we've been there a month, but they've been still painting the outside, so it still looks purple, unfortunately. Um, but they this week they're getting it painted. We're getting our signs up, going to do a grand opening and really try to bring a cool vibe like we do at 502 up to um, full moon. And we've already kind of got a pretty good uh, base up there, and it's already growing as well. So excited to bring some good martial arts to southern Indiana. And they're going to have a tournament. Yeah, they're going to do a tournament the 15th, and they do traditional martial arts as well. So they'll be doing a bunch of traditional martial arts, and then they'll have a uh, no-gi grappling as well. Um, we got a couple different matted areas up there. And they've done tournaments in the past all the way back to one I remember in like 2011 or 12. And it was called Eclectic Combat. It was a no-gi one that they had up at the um, the uh, convention center. So they've been doing tournaments for a long time. They're smaller tournaments, no-gi. But uh, if people want to come out and get some matches in, 
um, they're more than welcome April 15th and we'll, we'll post about that as well. Very cool. I think it's cool to see when, uh, uh, something like that happens and it's like participated, you know, it's like the idea that you've talked about many times on the podcast, Phil, is like people should be kind of cross training. And even if it's in a friendly competition type format, yeah, yeah. we've got a lot of talent around here. Yeah, and if you think about it, most of the guys that run the gyms, we all know each other. Oh, they and, definitely and, know each other, yeah. You know, I've got respect for each other. And so there is some politics and some things, especially when it's competition, so you do have to be careful. But everybody should be friendly and mix it up. And these guys are going to compete with some of the same fellas from those gyms all over the place for the next five, six, seven, you know, who, who knows. So they're all going to become, you know, friendly friendly enemy you know frenemies or something but that even uh, happens within a gym yeah right two guys compete or sparring maybe they get a little carried away and then they have to deal with it yeah right yeah. i mean that, i you know I, that should be something that's encouraged is to cross yeah. train or yeah, yeah friendly competition yeah and, and luckily again you know everybody everybody's been growing things been going good we've been supporting seminars at other gyms going to the tournaments at the other places and trying our best to do our part to to support you know support it growing here locally you guys went five and oh yeah went five and oh pretty cool man took me 26 minutes 27 minutes to mention that that's a no that was a big day right no rush yeah it was it was huge. We did six and zero way back when, if you I remember. I do. Was, I've got a picture hanging in the basement here. That was that a day. a real special night, and then we did another five and zero. But this one was like, I don't know. It was, had its own magic. Is the only way to put it. There was a lot of like we had deaths in the family, close family members of the fighters pass away. Um, Aaron's had to put his dog to sleep Wednesday of fight week. Uh, Blake busted his knuckle and had to get stitches like uh, three or four weeks outside of the fight. I don't remember exactly how long, but he couldn't use his fist through the whole camp, even like up until the fight. We That's the first time he had thrown a punch. Blake Alvey. Yeah, Blake Alvey. So there was a lot of stuff that, you know, and some of that stuff was deep with their grandparents passing away, putting your dog to sleep. It was, you know, he's brought the dog to the gym, and, I mean, it was like an emotional week. You but, dragged me into it. I mean, that was about the ro- the rooster versus Aaron Allen. Yeah, the root the <laughs> you rooster. You brought it up. Yeah. I, hey, I didn't bring that up. You yeah, guys did. yeah. You what know. are your thoughts on the rooster versus Aaron Allen matchup? Is that ever going to happen? No. I mean, the fans, no, people want to know. It just you know it sucks for Aaron, but when you take a fight against somebody like that, you know what is probably what could or what is probably going to happen. You know what I mean? So it's like it sucks, but we can't act like anyone was surprised or it's a big deal. Aaron needs to go go on and do something bigger and better than that anyway. Get him some competitive fights and finish up his amateur career. Um, so, but that's kind of my, my, my thoughts okay. on sorry, that. Sorry to interrupt. That, no, uh, you didn't interrupt low, it at all. It's, low, low hanging fruit. No, it was, it was, it was funny. It was a funny thing and I would have loved to <laughs> But see, this is the thing. Aaron, that week, he had a bunch of stuff going. He wouldn't talk about it. And first off, he accepted the fight on like less than two weeks' yeah. notice. Yeah, and then the, the, week, the week, week before. Okay, so it was a, a week notice he accepted it. But then he ended up coming back and saying, all right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And then Rooster's the one who officially pulled, pulled out. out. Yeah, he was going to – he had so much going on. He was like, man, I just – I said, dude, don't worry about it. I know he's going to – but said, if, you, if you're mine, just pull – and then he ended up taking the fight anyway, of course, because he wanted to beat the guy up so bad, and then the guy didn't show up. So, you know. I always want to see that so bad. Yeah. Isn't it funny <laughs> how people do care about seeing shit like that? It was so like tough. The Daryl Ray versus Damian Miller fight, if you go back and watch the video of that fight, there's so, everybody 
you can look in the crowd and the people who are in the gyms and shit, all very legitimate martial artists, are like excited as fuck to see it. Yeah. And I, then it, it gets in there and it's like, what the fuck? That's where happened? It got, everybody's like, what the fuck? That's where it was weird because I kind of wanted to see it, but it was kind of stupid at the same time, you know? And it's but, like, Aaron actually knows how to fight. That's what I mean. It's hard to train for that. Like, all right, bro, mean, here's our a- game plan. You know, like, there is no game plan, the, the fucking guy. Rooster said he's a purple belt who wrestled in high school, though. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, all right. Tell him to come put it to the test. I'll roll with him. Yeah. <laughs> we can so. some MMA he's pretty big, to be honest. Like, like he's like 6'5". Have you seen his video of the two-on-one wall work? Oh, I certainly yeah. have. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Kelly's scre- that's his screensaver. Oh <laughs> have I? Uh, that's some next-level training right there. Yeah, <laughs> that got some like uh, national, maybe international. Like in uh, the, these big jujitsu groups, Facebook groups, they're sharing that. People are like commenting, <laughs> laughing. He's famous. He's famous. <laughs> kind of like the. Uh, uh, on Scott, you guys familiar with him? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's another one. Christian, you're not familiar with mm-hmm. this? There's a gym in southern Indiana called Seminary Jiu-Jitsu. They got a lot of flack uh, over the past year because uh, the owner has two wives. They both train there with him. That's not why he got flack. No, no, no that's not why. <laughs> but he um, is, was a brown belt, and he promoted them to black belt. Then they turned around and promoted him to black belt. And it's all recorded. They, like, broadcast it very publicly. But promoted that, I think him to first-degree black belt. Okay, yeah, they, they write to first-degree black belt. And I've interviewed him three times now, and it's been an interesting interesting situation. Um, but, you know. Man, if I did that, they'd burn <laughs> my building down. I mean, I would never hear the end of that. I couldn't imagine. Well, the, the thing they have Holy going for shit. them is they don't have, like, actual... I don't think they have any other any, than their any members or anything. Yeah, other yeah, than their yeah, family, which yeah. they have kids who train well, and they're good. They've all competed and stuff, so I'm not saying yeah. they're not good. But they don't have like signs out there trying to get people to enroll and train, and then a bunch of students and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, that's good. <laughs> it's probably better. So who all won five and zero? Oh. oh, Jacob. Yeah. Jacob opened it up, got the first round finished. Then it tell was. me about Jacob. He's the nicest, sweetest dude you'll ever meet in your entire life. What weight class? Yeah. Uh, I think it was at a catchweight. He's around 200. Jacob has lost, I think, 100 pounds or something. Yeah. Since or he's may, been maybe damn near. He used to th- be over 300. I think he lost a, a, a chunk before he come, maybe. He started, and then he come in, and he just – it's been pouring off. He did some wrestling – so he's got that competitive edge, and then that's just, not a bad foundation ever. No, right? I feel like he's like saw the light, like you know, and just started seeing the changes, and then started training, and it's just really been a really good thing for him. So he's come a long way with his fighting, but more important for him, he's just come a long way in general, you know. Okay, so Jacob, who's next? Uh, who was it? Blake. Blake after that, yeah, yeah. Blake, Blake fought next. Uh, pretty quick fight, you know. Didn't take any damage really, except for got dropped, got hit the one time, and kind of on the shot in. But again, his hand was messed up, so we got out of there. Yeah, he said whenever he threw that cross, he felt his knuckle open up. Yeah, got got in and got out of there pretty quick, so that was good. Yeah, it says Jacob Yancey moved to one and zero at one ninety, one hundred ninety pounds, arm triangle in the first round. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a submission wrestler's kind of. Yeah, go to it seems. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him hit it a whole lot in training oh, either. Right. It's just pretty natural for him, I think. And yeah, it, it's his. Everything's coming together for him. Okay, Blake won with a rear naked choke in the the first round. Moved to three and two. Yep. 
It's yeah. a big win for Blake. Okay, who's next? I'm looking at the card here. Got it was Dylan. Dylan Vincent won. Rear naked choke round two out of three. I love watching Dylan fight. It oh, is fun. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I haven't seen this one yet because the fir- his first fight he got slammed on his head a couple times. Yeah. yeah this one wasn't as bad. Uh, took a little bit of damage, but not as much, and was able to get the submission a little bit earlier this time. Not didn't didn't quite take three rounds. Was able to pull it off in the second. I think he looked way better on the feet too. Yeah. Yeah. Had some good striking. Some good, just solid striking. Landed a couple good crosses. Some good jabs. Phil, obviously you cornered him for both his fights, uh, but was it Troy again? Yeah, along Troy, with you. Yep. That's cool. Troy Bennett, shout out to Troy, super nice guy. Yep, do yoga with his wife a few times a week. Yep, he was in there today. Troy seems like a really nice guy. Super nice yeah. guy. Good, uh, good jujitsu player too. And it sounds like a asset as far as an instructor. Oh yeah, man, he's become. Uh, he's like a wild. Like, how many kids does he have? I think he's four. Yeah, but it, he he's seems like he's like wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, wisdom. definitely somebody, he's my student, but somebody I can go to and confide in and get some good advice from as well. And uh, now I can get good jiu-jitsu advice from him, so it's nice. He watches a lot of the instructionals and stuff that not everybody sees, and then he'll bring it in. Yeah, yeah, different everybody. style stuff than I teach mostly, so it works out well. So that's encouraged. Yeah, oh yeah, man, it's too much out there, I can't. I can't know it all. I can't keep up with everything. I need them to bring me some information, too, especially these guys have been around for that long. Yeah, you got him bringing in the John Donhar stuff, and then you got Jordan bringing in all the Khabib stuff, and just got, like, a mix between. Jordan Tennyson? Yeah, he like he likes – well, I don't know if it's just me or if it's – I think it, it's kind of like just I mean I'm going to work on a bunch of the uh, Khabib, Khabib locks and take cool. them down once you, uh, once you get them to the ground, how to keep them down. Doesn't sound like a, a bad – not Strategy for someone with a wrestling background, all that athleticism, yeah. try to win some fights. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good direction. Yeah. yeah, some good mat returns and some good ways to control your control your guy when you get him down. Uh, Nicholas Maupin, main event. Yeah, big fucking win, isn't that cool? Yeah, that was one of the coolest things, man. We had some, like I said, we had some cool moments. Christian's fight was cool. Um, they were all cool. Uh, Maupin's was really cool. We got good video of it. And you can really hear me just walking him through some different positions. And he's in, I think, like half guard. And the whole the whole camp we talked about, oh, we're going to smash this guy. We're hitting him with elbows from everywhere. And he's in half guard. He's about five feet from us. And I tell him, if you go to mount, you can throw elbows. And he looks over at us and he goes, you want elbows? <laughs> and we go, we want elbows. And he goes to mount, and he looks over at us again and goes, you want elbows? Did he? And we're like, we want out. And he drops two elbows, the biggest I've ever seen, and the dude was done. And and it just it was a, another one that, man, I, you couldn't write that if you tried to write it in a book. And the fact that we got it on video is pretty cool. We'll, we'll be able to look at that at some point way down the road in our life. And You could hear that. You could hear his elbow hit his face, and then you could hear the dude's head hit the mat. Thunk. Oh, yeah. man. Just, it, it was one of the coolest, meanest. <laughs> what about his Josh, his pro debut against Josh Stanley? It was very similar. That was know? I was cage side for that, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, because he was losing. He had him in a triangle, and didn't he? He'd come to the mountain. I think so, yeah. Right at the end, too, because he was losing that fight, and I was like, man, we got to put him down. We got to get But then he just down. left his opponent there, and it looked like there's a big hole in his head. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And Nick was like, ah, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> and he was just smiling and shit. Yeah. It was so like, I yeah. thought you were going to lose. And then it looked like this guy's dead. 
Yeah. It was really fucked up. It was cool, man. And uh, just the a lot of emotion that night. And Christian was having so much fun. He was laughing and crying and just like, I don't know, man. You could just feel the, the emotion from everybody. And being a coach, I was in the nice to keep you going. And uh, Maupin, I got to give Maupin his brown belt at the, the end of the night. So that was pretty cool. I think he said that he's like this meant more to me than than the win, of course. So he's been he's been training a long time. Mop has been with us almost ten years. Wow! His you, first fight was before my first fight, so uh, that was fifteen years ago or something. So he's been he's been around a long time. Mopin utilizes elbows really well. Yeah, yeah. Like there's kind of difficult to train those with your training partners in the gym, right? Yeah, not him. He don't mind. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's mopping's a, mean, a, a nice, mean guy. He's the nicest, meanest guy ever. Yeah. The Dean of Mean, just like uh, Keith Jardine. <laughs> and he don't uh, care to go with a dude twice his size either. He'll, yeah, I'll fight him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, 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 he's still much. a dog, man. He's still a dog. Is that a pretty so. good impression you think? Yeah. I'll fight him, just about anyone. Just yeah. about what anybody. What the fuck, man? We went to – he wasn't even training much when we went to Florida, and he took that one on two days' notice for Masvidal's promotion. Good opportunity. He almost pulled it off, too. It's man. cool. He's three and four. I mean, if he gets another win, he'll be right at 500 as a – I mean, that's – Yeah, yeah, we're going to get him one more win here, you know, maybe two more, get him back four and four, five and four, and uh, just keep him ready. Maybe he can be ready at the right time, catch him a good opportunity, and, and uh, make him a little run. Um I know he's been enjoying starting to pass his knowledge to the younger group, so uh, but we're excited to see him make a run here and do it do it the the right way, the best he's done it. He's one of the more universally liked guys. Yeah, from my, from my perspective, like he's fun. Yeah, he's hard. he doesn't seem like he's like shady or anything. He's no. just like fu- fun. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. Good guy. I, likes to fight, obviously. Yep. So yeah, heck of a night, five and zero, oh. and then we. Uh, it's it's our this year's our ten year anniversary of being open. I was gonna say you just said Moppin's been with you for ten years. Yeah, almost, almost, almost ten yeah. years. So right when it started, he was one of the guys there. At the yeah, beginning. he was at the old like way back Preston location. He come in. He was coming in during the daytime, and Blake O'Neill was teaching day class. So he worked with Blake pretty much exclusively for the first year or two, um, and then Troy took over day class, and then Nick started training in the evenings with me. Um, so yeah, he's, he's been around a while, but yeah, we're on our, it'll be our 10 year anniversary. April 1st is the actual date. Uh, we're going to do a big celebration. The 16th, we got Carlson coming in for a seminar and then we're going to do like a big party with music and food and snacks and live DJs. And, um, of course the, we got the seminar, but we want everybody to pop. Anyone that's been a part of it, yourself as well, if you want to pop in just to celebrate, grab some food. April see 1st? everybody. It's April 16th. It's okay, a Sunday. April 16th. Okay. Yep. Um, the seminar is at 12, 12 to 3, but we're going to start the celebration at 2.30. And then we got some pretty big promotions going on at 2.30, so that'll kind of go right from there right into the party. So um, it'll be cool. Uh, and the five-star boxing is – thriving just as much yeah, as ever five-star boxing's growing we're actually doing their first ever um award ceremonies where they're going to give out some awards for like attendance and some of the overachievers i mean we got some kids like six seven eight-year-old girls that have been to 100 or more classes you know so we're going to recognize some of them boxing doesn't have belts obviously or you, you don't stripe anybody mm-hmm. so um and they work hard as hard if not harder than i've said this a bunch of times but 
they work as hard, if not harder, than everybody in the gym, any other program. The boxers are working. So we want to recognize them for their hard work as well, the kids and the adults, um, the ones that don't compete. So we got the first boxing ceremony coming up March 6th for the adults and March 10th for the kids. I'll throw a random question out there. Uh, Christian, is there anyone you'd like to call out? <laughs> That's a good question, right? Mm. Hosts should always ask that, I think. Right. Try to stir I'll some shit up. Stir a little shit. Yeah, yeah. If you if there's anyone you'd like to fight, now would be a good time to mention it. Yeah. Um, if he still has it in June or in the summertime, uh, Zane Hagner. Okay. I want to fight him or whoever has the belt um, at 185. I know that there's title fights April 1st. Um, I was kind of debating on fighting him for the belt then. Cause is it April 1st or April 8th? You mean? There's one on April 8th in Bowling Green, and there's one April 1st in Alabama. Oh, yeah, okay. So I would have to go to Alabama to fight him. But you're, you're done. Yeah. Um, well, no, so originally right after the fight, I told myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to wait about four to six months, get another fight in, and uh, – if it's a title fight, then cool. And if it's not, then it's not. But, but Zane is just because you want to. Yeah, just because fight. he's the guy that has the belt right now. You um, don't know anything, nothing personal. Yeah, no, nothing personal. I know he trains at, uh, what is it, Nice Guys or, is that the name of the gym? Nice Guys were like Jesse Ray and I think uh, uh, Bobby Eamons and Nathan Mann has spent some time there. Yeah, yeah. I think. Let's see here. But yeah, um. I told myself right after my fight, I was like, all right, I'm only four to six months. Give me another fight. And just, to, you know, I saw some things that I wanted to fix, things that I wanted to, like, just small things that I want to get better at um, before I go fight for a title. But even, um, uh, I'm just saying, like, one day I would like to fight him in the summertime. But, uh, you know, if something comes up sooner than that, I want to get some jiu-jitsu competitions in. I want to get maybe some uh, <laughs> boxing matches in. Some boxing matches, okay. Yeah, possibly boxing. I definitely want to do some Muay Thai. Um but possibly some boxing matches too. So speaking of boxing matches, we have a we do a nonprofit exhibition boxing. We've done it like two or three times. We're gonna do one more of those in, in the next month or two. But if all goes well, um, myself and Coach Aaron are going to start our first. Uh, we were talking about it last year. We started to get it rolling. We're just a little bit behind. Do our first actual boxing show, U.S. Boxing. I remember that. Yeah. So we we've uh, got everything. Got the the business going got the EIN we got the ring ordered everything's you know we had to get a new pro ring so we got real nice ring you've, um, you've got it in already. yeah yeah we already got it ordered it's being fabricated we got the website being put together look hopefully you know I don't want to whatever but we're hoping to do our first show in July oh wow um we'll have more information soon but but you guys are all in permanently yeah, with the yeah, intersection of MMA on one side and kind of boxing. Yeah, 100%. And I personally don't want to get into promoting MMA or having MMA fights. So I want nothing to do with it. But Interesting. Um, Coach has always wanted to do a boxing fight. And I think that that's, you know, I would be more apt to helping with the, the production itself. And I wouldn't have to deal with the matchmaking with this. So to me, that's great. Coach has been involved in boxing and local boxing for longer than I could even imagine. He knows the ins and outs of everything, what to do to run a good show and something about coaches. He's very particular about the quality of everything and the fighters we bring in. So we're not going to beat somebody that's just putting fights together. We're going to be trying to put good amateur fights together and uh, help build up some of the, the local talent. Uh, I should do an episode, another episode with Aaron Sheckles sometime. That'd be great, man. He's got, you know, he's a quiet guy. He don't put himself out there. Not much of a social media guy, but we're very lucky to have them. We've went through a lot of coaches and different people come in and out over the years, and 
lucky to have him uh, on days when I'm, you know, down or not feeling myself. He'll inspire me. He doesn't even know it, but he's no matter what, he's always in there working hard, coaching. He'll coach three, four classes a day still, coaching privates, kids, adults, anybody that walks through that door that needs his time, he's there to help. So he's inspiring to me in a lot of ways. And, yeah, definitely somebody that would be an interesting conversation. Probably get a lot of cool boxing history. Boxing history, his take on Jake Paul or, you know, Tyson Fury versus Usyk. His take on boxing. He's got a couple up-and-coming guys. He's got a pro, Fred Compton. It's a heck of a boxer. Um, I think he's five and zero as a professional boxer. Fights lighter weight, maybe one twenty three or one eighteen or something, pretty light. Um, but yeah, it's somebody you definitely uh, have some interesting things to talk about. You two have been partners for a while. Yeah, it's I, I think around six years. So because I think right around then maybe or some something like that. I don't know. We would do episodes at the uh, Southern Indiana mm-hmm. AMFM Radio Studio. Yeah, that's you right. and Aaron come up back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's. Been a while now. It's almost weird to think about it without him there, <laughs> you, you know. And uh, he told me when he come and he's like, "Look, if this works out, you know, I don't plan to go nowhere." And I'm like, "Well, hopefully this works out." He said that to you. At the <laughs> yeah, beginning. yeah, because I don't want you to go anywhere if it works out. And you know, it's it's worked out really well. We're we're different, a lot of different people, but we have the same values. I think when it comes to fighting and a lot of the same, you know, core values when it comes to life and fighting. So we get along there. And then when it comes to actual boxing, a lot of the things that we agree on or the things that we uh, teach are, are similar. So we've we've been able to mesh real well. I've been able to learn a lot too, of course, you know, tighten up my boxing and learn more about why boxers do certain things and, and just the boxing outlook on it. Um, so, yeah, it's been awesome. Christian, you've attended some of the classes from Aaron Shekels? Yeah, yeah. You enjoy those 16-ounce gloves? You get in there and work on your punches? Yeah, 16-ounce gloves. I get in there and spar sometimes. Uh, I like Coach Aaron a lot because he's open-minded, too. You run into a lot of boxing coaches that they're not a huge fan of MMA guys or people that throw kicks. That is interesting. Okay, yeah, I've but, heard that. I have encountered some striking coaches who are kind of like jiu-jitsu for gay guys yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, don't throw no kick in his class or nothing. For yeah, sure. yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but I've instinctually, uh, like – Throwing a kick while we were sparring one time, he chewed my ass. Yeah, make the whole <laughs> make everybody do push ups. I mean, everybody in the whole building. Yeah. Don't matter where you're at. It's funny. Uh, that wild. happened? <laughs> yeah, wild. It happens dude. all the time. It, someone will do, like, <laughs> briefly shoot a takedown, and he's making everyone do push ups. Everybody down. The Wilder, whole. Hit, Wilder hit a double leg on Kobe one time. <laughs> you did? <laughs> no, Wilder did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen that happen in boxing before. Yeah. Like, and people get pissed off. If you're whooping someone's ass and they shoot a double on you and they weren't even expecting, you know, you uh, doing something else, yeah. that makes sense. They got some fights March 4th next weekend. They're going to St. Louis. It's like Battle of the Lou. And uh, Phil Ruff, one of our boxers, Kobe Harris. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Armand. Armand is fighting up there as well, a handful of our guys. Uh, Jared, I think he's fighting also. Yep, they're going to go up there. And it's kind of like a St. Louis versus – Everyone type thing, and um, I want to say they were they were on the flyer, maybe main event of, of of that card. So that's good for them. March fourth, that's next weekend. I really wanted to go. I'll be in Corbin teaching a seminar at uh, Corbin Martial Arts, six oh six BJJ. So that'll be fun as well. But I, I wish I could go down there and support them. Okay. So um, what what else? We don't have much time. Just a few minutes left in the episode today. What yeah. else? Of course, Area 502 MMA, accepting kids, yeah. adults. 
I mean, no one's too old no. to, to come better their life through uh, martial arts and fitness. Yep, we help everybody um, come check us out. Like I said, it's our 10-year anniversary. We start off with a bang, going 5-0. and oh. We got this big 10-year anniversary party coming up. We'd like to see some people come out that have been a part of the journey, you know, um, just come in, hang out. There be should be a bunch of familiar faces and celebrate 10 years is hard in any business, but especially in martial arts. So it's a, I don't think it's even hit me. It's a pretty big deal. Um, so come celebrate with us there. And, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I, I put out an instructional. My first instructional, it's on turtle attacks, attack okay. of the oh, turtle. Oh, I saw something about that. Yep. I forgot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Organicbjj.com. Turtle and, attacks. Yep, so all attacks on the turtle, gi and no gi. Um, pajamas or no pajamas, however you like it. Cool. And it's 50 bucks, so it's just it's a cheaper one just so people can kind of check it out and show some support. Uh, one of the things I've heard you say in the past, Phil, is if a kid comes into the class, jiu-jitsu, academy somehow they get in there and maybe their family doesn't have a bunch of money to send them to jujitsu depending on the situation you'll talk to them and and if they're devoted and ready to actually do it yeah money wouldn't be a reason that they would not train does yeah. that make sense i want to make sure i said no, that, that makes sense you said it right we just you know money isn't everything um if a, a kid needs to be in there then we'll make sure they're able to train training's changed my life saved my life probably saved his many many people's lives so um, it's kind of my duty to, to do that. And sometimes I don't make quite as much money as some of the other places, but, uh, I, I do just fine and, and I feel good at the end of the day. And I've, I just get so much more from giving back any more than, than anything else. It feels really good to, to help out, especially somebody, you, I mean, we've talked about people, even Jacob, someone lose a hundred pounds. We got so many people that come in through the doors. We got, I could go over those stories over and over talking to the one fella him and his son come in and he had diabetes and problems with his cholesterol and all these different things and he doesn't have any of these issues anymore um aaron allen's story is pretty inspiring aaron allen i mean uh, uh, troy bennett we mentioned earlier his troy, also I mean, is, is so related many. to the the combat sports training yeah yeah man so it's uh it's, it's deep Christian, before we wrap things up, do you have anything you'd like to mention in particular? Someone wants to follow you on social media or, or anything you'd like to, to mention before we wrap up the episode? Uh, my Instagram's C underscore Floyd three. Um, that's about it. Uh, come train. Come train. Yeah. Okay. Check us out. Area 502 MMA. Okay. Well, Christian and Phil, thank you very much for coming on. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick show out soon. Thank you.